this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show, and welcome back to a really special show today as Remington Park just came out with a card a couple hours ago, but we've got you covered. We've got the Springboard Mile today, the Trapeze. We're going to cover both of those, and then, of course, Oakland Park as normal for this show, and then NFL Rapid Fire Picks. Man, are you ready to go, Papa Dude? Yep, it's going to be a busy one, and uh, we're going to fit this in because... I'm busy tomorrow, and you're busy tomorrow, so we went with the show today to get that out of the way. So this is kind of going to be like a blinkers off in a lot of different ways because uh, or excuse me, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, blinkers off goes live with the fantasy draft, and Shoddy and Davey both here in the chat. They're both I have a team this year in that fantasy draft, so we actually on blinkers off tomorrow aren't going to preview races, but it'll be a live uh, triple crown fantasy draft. So that. It's going to be a very, very busy show. So we're going to kind of be like Blinkers Off almost this week and talk about the big races on this right. show. And um, it's one of your best shows of the year. The yeah. fantasy draft is really fun. You yes. know, it's entertaining to hear these guys are very serious about how they pick. And it's really interesting, the, the horses that, you know, because it's a crapshoot as to who to pick. No doubt about it. So there's 10 teams and we each draft five horses. So you get 50 horses total. Yeah. So the 50 top, you know, two-year-olds turning three, at least according to those 10 teams, will be kind of drafted tomorrow. And that's kind of a, you know, a lot of people, some, well, not a lot of people, but some people will say, well, why does this matter? And that's why, because you've got guys like John White in the league who are drafting horses and, you, you know, you're looking forward to that three-year-old season. And you can kind of learn a lot while also having a lot of fun doing it uh, sure. for that show. But yeah, like I said, it's, it takes up, you know, all of our time for blinkers off. So now we've got to preview races and what yeah. better way than to do it with us because it's our two tracks, right? That it's we're our two about. tracks. You can throw Prairie Meadows in there too. So these are the two that uh, we watch the most, uh, me anyway. And I know you follow Oakland religiously. I don't follow Remington quite as much probably as you do simply because of the time of the year it is. We got other stuff going on. But, uh, you know, when you're picking 52-year-olds, okay, you're going to have some dogs in a bunch. And so, you know, all those teams, Shotty's listed, and you say Davey's got a team too. Yeah, they both are together and have a team. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you're going to you're gonna get some bad ones out of your five. I, it just happens. You know, all, everybody, all of them. I know every year, you know, you guys are going down and go, God, why did I pick that horse? You know, because <laughs> you no just out and you, you, yeah. you get them, you get them early and you get them often in that, but that's, that's part of the fun of it is trying you to protect it. Well, let's yep. get to it. Let's talk about some horses that will might get drafted on uh, tomorrow night. And let's go to the Remington Park springboard mile Kentucky Derby prep race here. Uh, a $400,000 purse going one mile, obviously at Remington Park. We've got a field of nine. I think we've got a, a couple of prospects that might get drafted pretty highly Thursday mm -hmm. night. But let's talk about this race. So let's get to handicapping it. Like I said, field of nine here. Papa Dude, where do you land on your top pick? Oh, I had a hard time with this one. Uh, I did. I, I, I like the one, of course. Um, and I like the five an awful lot. I'm going to throw in – there's a couple of them in here that you're going to be able to shoot down for me. I, 
I like that nine some. Mm-hmm. And then I like the three. So I'm going to just throw out those four, the one, the five, the nine, and the three. Who am I leaving out? Well, I think you've got a, a decent amount of them covered. Uh, we'll kind of go through a, a few of them here to answer the question, who are you leaving out? I thought the four and the six at prices made sense. I don't know if I like the horses on top, but the number four, a little sweet thing for uh, Donnie uh, K. Von Hemel. This horse last time out really woke up going this distance at Remington. That got a pretty good speed figure for that win. Um, and a horse by Kayla's Posse, who did not win this race, but did win several races, uh, you know, when, when he was a two-year-old slash three-year-old. So Caleb's posse, uh, you know, kind of interesting there. Uh, I, I think this horse has got a little bit of a shot at a price and the seven American outlaw for Todd Fitchner ran second behind little, little sweet thing. So those are two horses that I really like, uh, in the spot at a price. I'll throw it back to you again. Who did you put on top? Well, I went ahead and went with echo again, uh, because, of the um, promise it showed in its first race. I, I watched that one live. I mean, it wasn't there, but I saw it on TV. Very impressive, broke, breaking uh, the maiden at Saratoga. And we all thought that this horse was going to be a star. Then they put it in a grade three at Churchill in uh, September, and he finished seventh. So that was disappointing. I think we're all saying that. But they've laid, laid the horse off since September, which is good. Let the horse get stronger, bigger, comes out a gun runner. That's kind of the where I'm looking at it. And Asmussen knows what he's doing. I think he thought that horse needed a little seasoning to get better. So I, I went with that horse on top. He's an interesting horse for sure. So if you've kind of missed the story on what happened with Echo again, he like they were like Papa Dude said, they were just over the moon about this horse on debut. Went six and a half furlongs at Saratoga and boy, he looked good. Total terrible race in the Iroquois. He did actually have a start after the Iroquois. Here's what happened. Okay. Asmussen wheeled him back in an allowance at uh, Churchill Downs. And I'm, I'm just guessing, I believe it was about three week, three or four weeks after that Iroquois. Two-turn allowance at Churchill Downs. They had a bad spill on the first turn. So bad that they could not finish the race because they had to call it off because uh, horses and, and, and jockeys were down. Okay. And they, they were afraid it was going to be a really bad situation. So they called the race off. Now here's the deal. Nobody really knew that was that was still left in the race that they had called it off until they turned for home and then they saw it and they obviously they pulled up. He was going to win this race okay. by a lot. Okay. He was going to look how we all thought he would look in the Iroquois. And then they pumped the brakes immediately. And of course, by that time, everybody was waving them off and they kind of knew what was happening. But he turned for home like a horse that was going to live up to the hype that we saw on debut. That's kind of what I'm leaning on in this race. If we see that kind of race from Echo again, I'm not sure they can beat him. Now, the, the other side of it is we're just we're guessing that's what would have happened. It looked like that's what was going to happen. He was going to round for the corner and just dust him. You never really know, I guess, but it certainly looked that way. We have been tricked before at the top of the stretch. So. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. This horse has a ton of talent. I, I was pretty surprised that this is where they, they pointed him, but um, I think it's going to be interesting to see this horse. The other one, number five, Giant Mischief, 
All he did last time out was gallop away about 20 lengths clear of everybody but Arabian Lion for Bob Baffert, who he brought to Keeneland on Breeders' Cup Friday to run an allowance and kind of show him off. And he got beat by this horse giant mischief. Yeah, I'm sure you went back and, and watched this as well, or you may remember watching this one live. Oh, wow. This was super impressive. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Remington should be proud that they have these two. I thought these, the, these were two really good horses. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I didn't know about Echo again, and that's why people should tune in these shows because you know everything about it. I don't. And most people would just read the form, and it's not on there. Yeah. So that's great to know. We know Echo again's breeding is fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. So the horse should be good, and the and Giant Mischief as well. So I do think these are the two class. I don't think they're going to lose. One of one of them's going to win, and I, I don't know that anyone else will. That's what I'm saying. And one of these two, I think you have to put on top. Yeah, I, I think you do too. And I, that's why I kind of mentioned when you kicked it back to me the first time, the four and the six, because those are two long shots that we might be able to mm -hmm. see hit the board underneath. What I, I am thinking, yes, it's going to be one of those two uh, that we talked about there to get the job done here. It just kind of feels that way. Uh, Curtis brings up a good point. So you cannot run on Lasix and be eligible for Kentucky Derby points. So I would take that. Well, the one, the two, the three, they're pointing those horses. If you like the five giant mischief, he's not going to earn points in this race. And Brad Cox had kind of said, I'm not quite sure he's going to stretch out real successfully. He might just be a one-turn horse. Now a two-turn mile is not a bad place at Remington for sure to try it. So I, I wouldn't let that hurt you too much if you like giant mischief in this spot. But moving on to Kentucky Derby, I think that is a telling sign. Yeah. Um, one horse that you, you talked about was the nine, right? Uh, uh, Wild Atlantic Storm. This horse won the Clever Trevor at seven furlongs over the slop. That's the local prep for this one. This is an Iowa bred and, and another Iowa bred that could come up here and, and maybe surprise. Is that the one you had in third? Yeah, I like the horse because it's been running very, very well at Remington. He's got three starts over the track, two firsts and a second. And like say, one the clever Trevor. So the horse is running well. And I like the three also for that same reason. Yeah. Been running at Remington and running really well. Finished second to Wild Atlantic Storm in the clever Trevor, I believe. And so I like these two horses simply because they've been running well over the track and they know it very well. But I don't think they're in the class of the one or the five. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I would happen to agree with you there for sure on that. Um, another local horse to talk about, we kind of mentioned almost all of them here on the show, but I, I think this is an important one to mention. I'm interested in the number two gun flash a little bit. Carl Broberg running second out here for Broberg, another gun runner horse in this race. Yeah. He looked pretty solid on debut after kind of – I mean, he was kind of sluggish early. I didn't think he looked just great. He kind of made a pretty good move. He didn't get a good figure for that one, though. But uh, I think that's one to keep an eye on here, oh, sure. coming out of the locals as well. Um, I, I don't know. With me, I'm more interested in the two, the four, and the six at big prices versus that three and the nine, the locals at a little bit shorter prices. That's kind of what I'm thinking in this spot. It makes sense. It makes sense. But I think you got to go with one or five to win. Yeah, I do too. I yeah. do too. 
Um, David talks about the speed in this race. I think that is going to be interesting. I think it does help Echo again getting that rail. Maybe he can just kind of get out ahead of all of them and be the quote unquote speed of the speed in this one. Uh, and if not, it could set up definitely for the five giant mischief who's going to sit kind of that catbird seat. So, right. um, gosh, this is going to be a really good race. It is. You're going Echo again on top. Yep. I'm going to go giant mischief, the five on top. We got it covered then. Yeah. The thing I, I hate about it is it's not going to run till 11 something. I think I saw. Uh, it looks like local post time. I saw it. When, uh, let's see. Do I, I have it up here? Don't I? Local. Oh, 10 19. 10 19. Okay. Yeah. It was Eastern time I saw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that will definitely be a trouble. But look, I, I'm going to just use the one and five and try to get through and then try to up for the pick fours and pick fives and then try to get a little fancy underneath. I kind of that Davy's last comment. You stole it from me. It kind of almost feels like if the three kind of or the, excuse me, the five kind of sits the the catbird seed in third or fourth in stocks. He's going to get first run at the leaders, and if they're a little bit tired, he may go get them. So I like the five giant mischief in the spot. Yeah. Um, I'm two, not going to be shocked at all if Echo again wins it though. Right, two really good horses in this though. I mean, it drew yeah. two of the best. Yeah. Two. Curtis has showed up here and he is really high on Echo again. He thinks he's just a better horse and the rest of it's not really going to matter. Uh, and that could be. Um, he looked awfully good. But, you know, Curtis, I, I just kind of paused because I heard Arabian Lion, the same thing about him. Oh, he is just going to be way better than this field. Giant mischief simply beat him, period. You know, so I'm going to take my chances. Uh Echo again is nine to five. The giant mischief is three to one. If that holds, I'll I'll take my chances. If something happens, we get towards the race, those odds flip, then Echo again becomes a lot more, you know, sure force to play for me. So I don't think you're wrong with either one of them, though. Well, the thing is, these are two year olds you don't know. You really don't. They haven't shown enough, you know, they haven't raced enough for you to be real sure about anything yep I, I agree with that as well and that's the thing we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot in this race uh you know at least okay who is who is for real and who's not kind of we'll start kind of separating those horses all right let's go back to race nine on this card we're going to talk about uh the the other uh, the other big stakes race for the two-year-olds in here this one for the two-year-old fillies the trapeze stakes hundred thousand dollar purse one mile on the dirt, field of eight here. So it's basically the same race, just for the girls this time. Um, you thought this one was wide open. I've got a horse that I think is going to dominate. So this is going to be interesting. I, I don't know. It's wide open. It's hard for me though. Who this do you one. who do you like in this one? All right, I'm going an Oaky Bread, the eight. Do you do you do you want to dance? Interesting. Okay. Been dominant, three for three, Rokes Maiden. First in a hundred thousand stakes and first in a 75. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, it's an oaky bread, doesn't have a real famous trainer or jockey. Uh, I just don't see, I mean, I, I like the three as well. Olivia Twist, I don't know whether you like that one or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Broken Spade at Remington won an allowance by 15 links last time out. And then I threw in the five also, another uh, Oklahoma trainer that does very well. So I don't really like the Asmussen horses that well. Uh, maybe you do, but I, I don't. 
Well, we got a, a little bit different situation here. All eight of these horses made their last starts at Remington Park. So we don't really have shippers for the trapeze like we did uh, for the Springboard Mile where you got the big timers. So that definitely leans me towards the three and the eight. I, I have the three on top. I don't necessarily think this might be close. I, I think the three is is a big time star. 15 length win last night. Yes. Right, so let, me, let me back up. I think three is a big time star for a Remington Park type of trip. Exactly. Um, I think Olivia Twist will be really tough to beat. Uh, You said you don't like the Asbjusen horse. How could you? The Asbjusen horse lost by 15 to that three horse last time out. The other thing is it was going a mile. So it was the same distance. You look at this. This is basically an allowance type, right? I mean, yes, it is a stakes name. It's a stakes by name only. We haven't had a lot of horses even try stakes company. A matter of fact, we've only had two horses run in stakes races. Or excuse me, three horses run in stakes races. Only one has run against open company, and it came at this track, and she was defeated by horses that ran allowance races. So I really think your pick of the eight, do you, do you, do you want to dance, is fine, because if an Oki Bread's going to win an open company race, this would be it. Um, yeah. I don't know, guys. I, I really think it's between the three and the eight. And, and I think you can go too deep here. And, and I, if you get beat, I'd be very surprised. Yep. The only one may screw you up is the five. Again, it's run well at this track, but not near. You know, I don't care who you are. You win a race by 15 links, and you're in a – they move you up into another race that's not that strong. You know, 15 links is 15 links. I don't care who you're running against. So – I like that three a lot. I just like that. I just thought I'll just kind of go for a price. I don't know what that eight will be. I don't know. Uh, being an Oki bred, uh, well-known Oklahoma trainer. What do you think? Four to one, three to one? I, that would be my guess. I would say Olivia's twist is the Olivia twist is the favorite, and the, and the eight would be around two, five and two, three to one, four to one. Yeah. Okay. Um, because that horse has looked very, very good. Uh, the five faith alone that you mentioned, this is a horse you'd love to have. Broke the maiden on the turf and then stretched out on the dirt and won an allowance race. I mean, this horse obviously very versatile. Um, horse by Liam's map as well. I mean, and it, what a pedigree by a pedigree by Liam's map out of a kitten's joy mare. So you could see there's turf and dirt on that, you know, top and bottom there. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked, but. I don't think I don't think she's good enough in this spot, but it, it wouldn't be a t- complete shock. Right. All right. Well, is there any final thoughts here at Remington before we move on to the Oakland races? No. Uh, what's the weather looking like? I think it's going to be okay. Isn't it just cold? That's a good question. Uh, well, I open up the uh, Oakland races here. We will, I'll kind of look at that. I have not looked at that yet. Uh, like I said, the card just came out a few, well, about an hour and a half ago. So, Got right to it on that. All right, let's move on here and let's go to, if I'm on the right track, yeah, let's go to Oakland Park on Saturday uh, and let's go race seven on the card. We're going to talk about two of the stakes races this weekend at Oakland Park. The Ponsetia Stakes will kick us off five and a half furlongs, $150,000 purse, a field of eight here, another typical Oakland uh, stakes race. It's pretty tough. Uh, like I said, pretty even field of eight. Who is uh, Who are you going with on top in this one? This was just 
extremely hard, I thought. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a price. I'm going to go with the one because one three out of the last four, I don't see the others being a whole lot better in this. You know, I'm going to go with a five to one with Asmussen and Castillo. They're due to win a race. I just think this horse is as good as the others that are the favorites. I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite in here. Um, I wasn't that impressed with the Caribbean caper living off the year before, I think. Uh, Won five times, but then has come back this year. There must have been some sort of an injury, obviously. Five for five in uh, 21. Comes back this year, has ran twice, finished fourth both times. I don't think that warrants five to two. You know, so I would I'm gonna try to beat the favorite in this one. Then they've got the old standby there, number three, novel squall, who seems to run every other week, seems like you know, yeah. I see him in a lot of races, good trainer, you know, but hasn't hasn't been that great, hasn't run since May. So it's been on a long layoff. Uh, you know, Sarah's Harper there's it's not impressive. I don't think it's six to one. And a pretty birdie at three to one hasn't run since July. Um, again, it's that horse is okay, but I think this is one maybe you should go maybe with a little bit of a price and try to win. I don't know if that horse is going to go off at five to one. That's the thing. Well, I'm skeptical now because that's my top pick as well. I like the <laughs> number one Ari Oakley, so I feel like that horse could be favored. I guess by the time. You're I right. Think, I, I, I used to call these a circle race. This means you just you just go around in a circle on them. You hop yeah. from one to another to another, and then you go back and, and, and forth. And they all, you can make a case for them. You talk about Noble Squall. That's a horse I almost put on top coming back from a layoff, but Ortiz is pretty good off layoffs. Caribbean Caper, it's just one. It's like, yeah, she can win, but I don't really want to play her at a short price. I looked at Sarah Harper for a long time in this race. The, the Moquette runners are, are are really firing right now. Mm-hmm. Bejarano aboard. End of the day, though, I, Ari Oakley just seemed to be the most consistent horse. And the yeah. biggest thing here, you can project a little bit of improvement with this horse. Off of a layoff last time out of Churchill Downs, really sharp win. You think the horse is probably going to move forward off of that effort. I like Ari Oakley yeah. a lot in this spot. I would say even if you and I didn't pick it, it's going to go off at three to one. Yeah. Because it's Asmussen at Oakland, and there's nothing in there that's that good. So I don't think it's going to be five to one. I'm afraid you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, forecast is 45 degrees and sunny for, Rem- for Remington. So you're going to have a fast track. Now it will get cold uh, by the time they run that race. It'll probably be in the 20s. But yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I, uh, I, like I said, I almost pulled the, the trigger on Sarah Harper a few times. She kind of has the look of what those moquette runners have kind of looked like that have won so far that have been a little bit of a price. Uh, I just couldn't do it. I, I, I did not like the last two races very well for that horse. I don't know. Did you give her any thought? Yeah, I've, I've got, I've got five of them listed. She's one of them. I have to admit she's fifth out of the five that I have listed. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the seven at all. I don't I don't get that one that much. So uh, she did finish second in a grade two. 
at Churchill, but that was a long time ago. So, I mean, she could she could step up and get him, but I I just think that Aspieson horse is good enough to win, especially if we could get that prize. But like I say, I don't think we will. Yeah, uh, that's just the worry. I just I don't know about the price uh, on this one whatsoever. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, to see what happens. By the way, forecast for Oakland Sun this week. Uh, that will make a difference. 45, 43, and 48 for the three days. Sun, though, no rain. Thank yeah. goodness. Uh, it, it, it'll, it's, you know, it, it, the thing with Oakland, and, and we discussed this before, uh, the track gets that moisture in it, and it gets cold at night down there. And I don't know whether it's had time to dry out from all the rain. Yeah. That they that they had, but they do a good job with it, and I would think with three days of sun, uh, and it's probably sunny down there today. It is here, so I bet I bet they've got it turned over and over and over. And I think they'll, I think it'll be a fast track. It'll probably be yeah, it'll probably be a little bit more of a faster track. Uh, hopefully, well, it's going to be faster than last week. That's a hundred percent for sure. So. We'll see. A couple comments before we go on to the last race we'll do. Barber Road is back. That's right. Barber Road is back. He's going to be in race eight. Uh, here, I've got that pulled up. I'll go ahead and scroll it down. There's Barber Road. He's four to five. Uh, so if you want to choke down four to five on Barber Road, you can at Oakland on Saturday in that eighth race. Uh, I know Shoddy, a big fan of him. And then how about this? Uh, you probably, I don't know if you've looked at the whole card at Remington, but Rated nope. R Superstar is running in the 11th. Uh, at Remington, so yeah. To be honest, have not totally looked at that. Pull uh, that up for just a second, Aaron. If you could just see who's in there with the source. Uh okay. It's uh, let's see. Tuts Revenge. That's an old hard knocker. Hello, Hot Rod. East Side Cool. Rated R Superstar. Shadrack. That's something. Paluxy and Caddo River. Caddo River. Yeah. I uh the odds aren't up, right? No, no odds yet. Um how long's it been since he's run? He last ran 83 days ago on the turf. Um before that he did win the governor's cup at this track, obviously. <laughs> you gotta you gotta think about him, right? Quick look at the field tells me, and I, this is a very quick look. I think he's no worse. I mean, I think he's the second choice. I think Radar Superstar. Who do you like best? Just glancing. Well, I I might have him on top. I, <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. This Caddo River horse is going to be favored. There's absolutely no question about that. But the horse has struggled at times. The horse is coming mm -hmm. off of a layoff, which is weird. Mm -hmm. um, last time out in the Stephen Foster, he was not good. This is rated R's track. That's right. I it, what is he now? Nine? Uh yeah, I think he is. Yes, he's nine years old. You realize he's a month away from well, not even that, a couple of weeks away from being 10. Yeah. I I did <laughs> it was odd that they tried him on the turf last time out. Wasn't uh, that weird? Yeah. I wonder yeah. what they were thinking. Pedlo says, need some pace. And again, this is a first look. Don't hold me to any of this. But the three, the four, the nine, maybe the one a little bit like to run. 
fast early, I think it's going to set up okay for him. Yeah, wouldn't be a bit surprised if he wins. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So Barber Road back on Saturday and Rated R Super. What a day Saturday wow. is. My goodness. <laughs> what do you think about him putting Barber Road in the allowance? Just think they need, think he needs a race? Probably. Um, I, I kind of lean with Curtis. You know, if he's in there and he's four to five, probably some money to be made elsewhere in that race. Sorry, Shotty. Oh, you just made Shotty man. I know, but I, I, I don't want to play Barber Barber Road at four to five. I just don't. Well, no, yeah. no. So I think it's um, interesting. They may think that horse needs to win a race, just win somewhere. You know, I don't know. Yeah. That's an interesting choice with the two stakes right? You know, it's kind of interesting. Shouty's upset. Yeah, he's very upset. <laughs> he's very upset. Um, well, yeah. Ah, gosh, I, I think they would have put the horse maybe in this race we're going to talk about. In the Tinsel. What? You look at this Tinsel. I wouldn't pick him in there, I promise. So, okay. <laughs> so that's where it's at. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't have an official pick for the Barber Road yet, race yet. It's not going to be him. Uh, Curtis said, older horse with late turn of foot. I think the turf made some sense. Yeah, but they'd ran him on the turf. He'd been on the turf. They hadn't, but he'd been on turf for a while or a few, a few races and didn't do anything. And and you're at Remington and you're winning dirt races. I don't know. Just didn't make much yeah. sense. I guess they just yeah. tried something. All right, let's go to the ninth race. We'll uh, go down to the Tinsel Stakes at Oakland Park. Going to be race nine, like I said, on Saturday. A mile and an eighth uh, here, $200,000 purse. Field of eight. All right, Papa Dude, where are we going in this one? This was another one I hated. Well, I'm interested to see where you're going here because you said you wouldn't bet Barber Road in this one either. No. Sorry. Really? So that means you must be high on somebody. I like I I'm not high on Barber Road. But oh, okay. <laughs> Good. I'm just trying to make shoddy even matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hated this race. I don't, you know, the favorite is eight to five. And I like Calhoun. Yeah. But the two wins have come at much shorter distances. Does that bother you at all? Yes. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, it does. One, I think I know one of them was seven furlongs. I think the other was six. And now he's jumping to one and an eighth. I don't think I can. <laughs> he lost right. the mile on 16th last time out. Yeah, I don't. I can't take him. But I don't like anything else. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, the four. Let me look at what I wrote down. Eh, that one's okay. Um, I'm mildly interested in the four. Okay. Farmer, yeah. Did run third in a grade two. Um, Theodoro is running extremely well at Oakland right mm -hmm. at the moment, and he's got Torres on the horse. Uh, but wait a minute, wasn't Torres at Remington? I'm wondering if he's gonna try to ride both. <laughs> I guess he could, couldn't he? he? Could. I, I am wondering because he is listed both places, yes. Yeah, he could hop on a plane and get from Hot Springs to, to Oklahoma City really fast. That, that would not take long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll just have to glance back at the card after we're done and see if he's in all those late races. He could be in those later races. 
because we we were looking at the 11 and the uh, 12, right? He could get there by then. Anyway, so you got to look at the four, and I probably would pick the four as my top pick. Uh, The seven kind of comes off the pace a little bit, and it looks to me like there's going to be some speed. He's been running okay in much better races than this, I think. So I like him. Some too. Cabrera's a good rider. You got the McPeak, McPeak factor. I know who time form picked. That's the six. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't figure out why. Maybe you can. I couldn't figure that one out. So I'll go with the four. That's uh, a good pick. And I think I think it's the one that makes sense for sure. Um are you ready? I'm going with the one. Oh, God. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Here's the difference. Here's why I didn't go with the one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, this is a race that the horse can win. There's no doubt. But he's been running in much better, but he's not been running very good in much better. <laughs> That's what scared me about him. But as far as being able to handle this field, he's been in a lot tougher than this he has i mean so you went with him come on it makes okay. me I, I don't know like he, lucas got bayer on a ride and that's a good sign that's a good sign um the mile and an eighth fits him his kind of running style was definitely what you wanted opening weekend we'll see what happens this weekend um i, I just kind of feel like he's a grinder and I think he'll kind of pass some of these ones that are going to be pretty tired. And the two, I didn't really like. The three, I think, is going to get tired. Five silver dusts, honestly, thought about it for a second. Not sure he's quite informed. Six logical myth, I, I don't get that one either. I think that race is overrated last time out. Almost went King Fury, thought about him. But I, I really think it's between the one, the four, and the seven. Um I don't know. I just kind of trust the the number one last samurai a little bit. He is the class of this group. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, I just trust him a little bit more than I do the seven. Like I said, the four probably will win, and I'll shake my head, but I'm going to go last samurai on top. Well, his last race, or his last win, was here in a grade two toward, uh, towards the end of the last year, last he season. He ran really well at Oakland. If you look at those Oakland races, he yep. won – uh, the poinsettia, which is what we just talked about. And mm-hmm. then he came back and ran second behind Lone Rock in a, in a mile and a half race, which Lone Rock is one good. of the better ones in yep. the country at that time going long. Off on the Razorback, came back, uh, was second again, uh, you know, and it's like, and then won. So won the Oakland Handicap. Yes. For God's sake. So. So he runs well here. Uh and like I say, Lucas always puts them in over their head. So you can't look at it, some of those results because he was in races he shouldn't have been in. Probably this one is not over his head. Yeah. So it makes sense. I thought about him. I I don't know. I hope he wins. I think it would be cool if he does. Yep, I do too. I hope he gets it done. We'll, we will see. We will see what happens. Now, what do you uh, about this three being eight to five. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 he's a run happy, right? Run. 
Wasn't Run Happy more of a sprinter? Yes. Yes. It makes no sense that he's eight to five when he has not run well or or ever at this length. I don't think. If it's a six or you know they don't run seven furlong races. If it's a six furlong race, he's yeah. the favorite without. Yes. A doubt. Yeah. It's an odd spot. The mile and even if it's a mile, I wouldn't be too worried. A exactly. mile and eighth, it just kind of feels like, yeah, I don't know. And when he didn't run well at a mile and a sixteenth. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting, uh, you know, Calhoun knows what he's doing, and that's an interesting place that he's put him. I, I mean, it's not absolutely impossible, but I I, I don't – I he keep taking gate to wire, and we'd be shaking our head. I just don't no, think he could. Didn't they have – they had sprint races last weekend, right? Weren't those two – Weren't yeah, they, they, yeah, they, he could he could have ran against uh, a flash of mischief, which that may not have been a good idea. Well, maybe that's that's part of it too. Yeah. Um, let's see the Christian Torres question. So here he has a mount in the tenth race at Oakland. Okay, that will um, be about five o'clock, and that will go off. Let's see, Central Time. That'll be at four forty. Okay, and then he has a mount in the ninth race at Remington. Um, which I don't remember what we said. Let me look that up. With the well, that would be around 8, 30, 9 o'clock. At Remington will go off at 8.52. So that's four hours. He's going to have to jump in a plane or a helicopter or something. He can't make both if he's I driving. Don't, no, no, no. He can't drive. I would think that can't be more than an hour flight. Right. So he has four mounts in stakes races at Remington, one mount in a stakes race at Oakland, but he's riding for Deodoro all day at Oakland. He's riding a Broberg course. I mean, he needs to be at both if he can do it. Well, I don't see why he can't. We may, I don't think he's a big enough celebrity to helicopter him in. No, <laughs> right? No, he's catch a plane from somebody. Remington is. The parking lot is big enough to put a helicopter on it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But you know the, the the other thing is the the airport in Hot Springs is not very far. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's running. He's got him out in the tenth race. At, that's the last one of the day. Yeah. So but a lot of people leave after the feature race at Oakland. So I'm talking. I'm talking. Yeah, the Little Rock Airport as well. You'd have to get to Little Rock, and that's about 45 minutes with the Oakland traffic, I would think. Yeah. And then, and then with the if you fly into Will Rogers Airport in Oklahoma City, that's quite a ways from Remington. You're, you're looking at an hour in the car. Yes. Maybe an hour in the air. I mean, you could do it. Yeah, you could. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no question you could do it, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. He can't miss to me. Well, he can't, I mean, he can, but he shouldn't miss these races at Remington. There, there's some big time chances. Uh, yeah, he has Olivia. He's on, some, tonight. Yeah, he's on some potential winners for sure. Yeah. So he could win the Tinsel and the Trapeze. <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> on the same night. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. 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 Really cool. Um, he could do it. That'd be really cool. Yep. All right, uh, last question before we move on to the NFL. We're going to rapid-fire some NFL picks and get out of here, but last horse racing question. Uh, Rodney wants to know who's the top horse with everybody that's retired. It, it is probably Taba by default. I mean, everybody is gone. So, yeah. um, you know, you're looking at your like your Tabas and, and Nest, even though she didn't yeah. run well, you know, she's she's got to be because she's going to be still around. 
Uh, Cyberknife is still around, but only for one more race. Pegasus, and then he's done. Um, so we've got a whole new cycle coming up. I look for that older division to be pretty weak on the male side of things. Mm -hmm. It's um, got to be. Uh, I don't think there's any. I think Epicenter would have run had he not got hurt. I think they would have ran him as a four year old. Yeah. Uh, who's the other biggie? Uh, who might leave? That really wasn't a star. Yeah. It was pretty strung out. Well, you know, Flatline retired. Olympiad, I'm 99% sure, retired. Um, yeah. Cyberknife retired. Uh, Zandon, I guess, but he wasn't any good. He wasn't. When we he saw was, him. Not a standout. Um, no. None of them really, yeah. other than Flightline, uh, were, were standouts. Hot Rod Charlie. Eh. I mean, come on. Davy, I got to disagree with you on that one, but he's, he's like, well, I mean, Hot Rod Charlie and Rich Stryker, some of the best ones left. Though. You're right. When you when you look at it that way, who who'd you say was the Taba? Yeah. You know, I would have to agree he's the best, but he's not. He's not a sure thing at all. It is what it is. Like, will he develop into what everybody thought he would be this year? Get more spacing and stuff like that. And if he does, and I think Taba becomes, yeah, uh, you know, a big time like standout yeah. in that division um yeah i mean again like country grammar like nobody's afraid of him but he's around you know um does asmussen have a three-year-old that might develop that we're forgetting because he's so good with four-year-olds but i don't think he's got anybody he, he was epicenter you know and yeah, with that injury that really hurts that division yeah. a lot um yeah it, have anything else i could think of no no it, it's wide open for somebody to come out and nail it next year. You know, Rodney's asking about the classic coming up next year. And uh, I, I, it's hard. You can't say, I mean, but it feels like this three-year-old class is pretty good right now. Like the upcoming three-year-old class, the two-year-olds right now, three-year-olds in a couple of weeks. It feels like they've got more depth to them at this point than the class last year did. That only will, we will never know though. I mean, you know. Because think about last year, we didn't even know who Table was, right? So, and then he debuts late, late, and makes a you know a big splash. So, yeah. it's just impossible on these two-year-olds. You just don't know. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go on. Let's rapid fire the NFL here, and we'll go to the sports portion of the show. Uh, another crazy week here in the NFL. We'll see if we can get some of these right. Uh, boy, it got a little wild last week. But in the end, it wasn't too bad for us. Let's start Thursday night, 49ers at the Seahawks. 49ers three-point favorites on the road here. Seahawks are doing a little nosedive. What do you think about this one? I think this is an elimination game for the Seahawks. Yeah. I think they have to win because they will drop to 7-7 seven and seven if they lose. Um, they're currently sitting in eighth place, and the Giants play Washington this week. So one of those teams is going to really solidify themselves. So this is a must win for Seattle. Uh, Jesse is uh, singing the praises of Brock Purdy, and he's played well. There's no yeah. question about it. And so um, this could be a game where he doesn't play well. That would be the only thing I'm thinking. It's hard to go to Seattle, but how can you pick the Seahawks after they lost to Carolina and gave up 30 points? Mm -hmm. I can't do it. So I'm going to take the Niners. The Niners are playing as well as anyone, and this is a big game for them. They could go to 10-4 and four 
they can still finish second in the playoff picture. You know, they're sitting there in pretty good shape. They're third. They're a cinch for third, and they could catch the Vikings. So I'm going to go with San Francisco. It's a must win for Seattle, which scares me a little bit. Good pick, San Francisco. I've, I've got San Francisco as well. All right, let's roll on. Colts and the Vikings. Vikings trying to rebound uh, from a, a bad loss to the Lions. Four-point favorites here at home for the Vikings. Yeah. I think they bounce back in this one. The Colts have nothing to play for. Uh, the Vikings are just trying to get either second or third in the playoff picture, and that makes a difference because if you're second, you get a bye. Mm-hmm. So that could be argued whether that's good or bad sometimes. It's not. I like Minnesota minus four. I think Minnesota minus four as well. I think the Colts are just don't have a lot to play for in that spot. All right, this is an interesting line. Baltimore at Cleveland. Baltimore's a three-point underdog. The Browns are a favorite in this game. Uh, what do you think? Is it crazy or not? Yes. <laughs> I agree. It's all because of the quarterback situation. I kind of thought the Ravens would lose last week, and they didn't against the Steelers. Um the thing is, can they go in and do it two weeks in a row on the road? You know, I think Vegas is thinking that's going to be tough to do, and I think they're thinking the Browns are better than Pittsburgh. This is the third game for uh, Watson. You know, he may be in form. So three points. Well, the Ravens usually win by one, <laughs> two. So I'm going to take <laughs> – I'm going to take the Ravens plus three. Good pick. You're three for three so far. I'm taking the Ravens plus the three. Wouldn't bet a dime on their money line, but I think plus three, that's perfect for the Ravens because it'll probably be like 10 to nine one way or the other in that game or 12 to 10 or 13 to 14, something like that. So I don't see how the Browns even care. I don't see how they care. The fans don't care. You can get in for $10. $10 to an NFL game. Wow. Yeah. Davey says Watson third off the layoff. There's your horse racing angle. There. <laughs> I like that one. By the way, these games we're talking about here are on Saturday. Uh, we'll, we'll round it up here for the Saturday games. Dolphins and the Bills. The Bills seven point favorites. Looks like they're getting ready to run away from this division. Big game uh, for the Dolphins. They really need to get something. Oh, they do. Going. Yeah, they're in a nosedive. Yeah. What do you think? Well, here's the thing. They're dropping. They're down to sixth. In the playoff thing, and uh, they lose this one and say Baltimore and Cincinnati both win. Uh, They're two games behind them for the fifth spot. And by the way, you want that fifth spot because you'll be playing Tennessee in the first round of the playoffs, a team that you've got to go on the road because they're going to be a division champion, but you can beat them. So this is a big game for them. They ain't winning. Uh, you You got to look at the line. Is that too steep? for you seven and a half it's 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 do or die for the dolphins uh but the bills have so much to play for because they have the top spot if they went out so they're going to be ready i they're mad about what happened down in miami the first time they got shoved around a little bit i'm taking buffalo i haven't decided on the point spread yet i think it's a little too much yeah, I think it is too. I think that I think you could see the Dolphins come out and play a little bit better game here. But end of the day, on the road again, they've yeah. kind of been exposed. Yeah. Buffalo minus seven and a half. Yeah, that's a very weird schedule. Three straight weeks they've been on the road. 
two out on the West Coast, and then this one's not an easy flight either. No, it's strange that you they played three in a row. I don't understand that scheduling at yeah, all. Yeah, that's gonna it's tough, and they they're about to go zero and three. I'm afraid, and <laughs> all three of them. All right, Eagles and the Bears. Uh, Eagles only, and I say only, a nine mm-hmm. point favorite on the road here against the hapless Bears. I listen. I I went Eagles minus nine. I think it's a trap. Ooh. I don't think they're going to lose, but I don't see. I don't think they're going to be ready for this one. I just don't. Uh, you know, human nature. Bears, they suck. We've been rolling. They're not going to play it. They're not going to beat us. I think it's going to be tougher than you think. So I'm going to go the Bears plus nine. Bears plus nine. All right, I'll take those Eagles. We'll see what happens with that one. I don't know. You may have lost your mind there. How about this? This will be a marquee game. Put this one in a steel cage and put it on pay-per-view. That's what I do with it. The Falcons and the Saints. <laughs> Oddly enough, both these teams still have a chance to make the playoffs, even though they're five and eight and four and nine. Those big bad New Orleans Saints are at home and they are four-point favorites in this game. Did I hear you say this is a marquee game? Oh, yes. This is the biggest game. Do you realize in normal years, this is as nothing a game as is possible you could possibly draw up. Yeah. There is in a normal year, there would be absolutely nothing to get excited about this. Nope. And there is nothing to get excited about in my mind anyway. No. If the Falcons win, they're going to be tied for the division lead because I think Tampa's going to lose. Yep. So, and if the Saints win, <laughs> the Saints and the Falcons, and maybe Carolina, will have a record. <laughs> Five and nine yeah. and be a game out of first place. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't remember it ever being this bad. I know the Redskins, not the Redskins, the Commanders got in a couple of years ago at seven and nine. I'm pretty sure they did. I know they had a losing record. And I think Denver might have got in one year with a very bad record. I'm going Saints minus four. I'll go Saints as well. I think this Falcons team is just they're done. I, honestly, and they're terrible on the road. They're yeah. just awful. So I'll go Saints as well. This is actually a big game. The Lions and the Jets, a, a big time playoff implications for both these teams. Two teams that you don't really talk about playoffs when you talk about them. How about this? Even Vegas has no idea who's going to win this game. It's a pick them. It I is. am going to roll with our, and yes, I'll call them our because we pick them every week and they win. They've been winning for us. <laughs> I want to go with our Lions one more time. Are you going with our Lions? I am. I don't think, I didn't even hesitate. Uh, Jets are in a free fall. They have to win. They're going to, if they lose, they're going to drop to seven and seven and they could fall behind the Chargers. And they're also in danger of getting passed by the Patriots. So right now, the Jets are tied for seven. I don't know what the tiebreaker is between the Jets and the Chargers. I didn't look it up. But theoretically, they're seven and six. And the the Patriots. The Patriots are seven and six, too, because they won Monday night. The Patriots have the tiebreaker over the Jets and the Chargers. Okay. So the Patriots are theoretically in seventh Mm -hmm. in the last spot and then these other two. So the Jets have to win. They ain't going to. The Lions are going to win. They are currently in ninth. Seattle's going to lose, and that will put them in a tie for eighth. And they're only going to be a half a game out of the playoffs 
because either New York or Washington will lose because they play each other unless they tie again for the second time. Let's not leave that one out. <laughs> this is amazing. Go Lions. We need a story. We, we need have story. adopted the Lions. And it, it's it's all about betting. If you win when we pick you, you are our team. <laughs> we like you. And I can remember back when they had, had one or two wins and we kept going, oh, we'll take the Lions this week. <laughs> We've just done it over and over and over, and they keep coming through. On the Sunday Daily Show, uh, Magic was on, and he's like, oh, this is the week. The Lions are definitely going to lose because he's a big Lions fan. Yeah. And I stuck with them. I said, no, they're going to beat Minnesota. And they did. They they're going to beat the Jets. I'm going Lions. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. Another team I am just over the moon about. No, both teams. Carolina Panthers. Uh, They host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Carolina is a three-point favorite. They've got a great chance to win the game. (laughs) What do you think? They may win the division. They might. You said they were like two and seven and they might win the division. I said, you're out of your freaking mind. They might win the division. It's possible. By default. They might win the division uh, by default. I'm going Panthers minus three. I think they get the Steelers. I'm not sure Kenny Pickett's going to play. And that's the key. We've we've seen Trubisky's just he can't do it. So I I'm with you. I'm taking Carolina to go to six and eight and have a shot to win this division. Can you pull that? Can you pull their schedule up real quick? Uh, let's see if I can do it without. I don't. I, I don't. I'm packing up because we're moving. I don't know where. Here we I'm, go. Uh, they have the Steelers, the Lions. Now that also oh, oh, yeah, and then the, they finish at at Tampa and at the Saints. Okay, so. it's it's all there for them. They win this one; they're six and eight. Yeah. They can still lose to Detroit and win those last two. That would give them eight. They're in. Whoever wins eight is going to win that division. Yeah. I mean, but they're going to have to go to Tampa and win. And that's, I don't know that they can do that. But did you not see Tampa in San Francisco? I was going to say, I don't know that they can't either. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right, let's talk about another team we watched that was not very good last week. That's the Cowboys, but they did win. Uh, They moved to 10 and 3. And this week, they go play those tricksters, those Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) They're the tricksters of the league. You never know what they're going to do. Dallas is a four point favorite. I don't know who to trust in this one. Well, again, it's a mystery to me, but every time Jacksonville is at home, no matter who they're playing, they're either a very slight favorite or a very slight underdog. And here's 10-3 and three against 5-8. and eight. I predicted Dallas would struggle last week. I didn't have the guts to bet it, but I knew they would. I don't think they're going to play very well this week either. Uh, but I think they're good enough to win by four in Jacksonville. So I got, I can't pick the Jaguars. <laughs> Jags, they're tricky. They're tricky little Jags. I'm going to go the Jags. Jags. Plus oh, that's terrible. Take, it. Take <laughs> the Jags plus four. They're going to do it. They're tricky. All right. Speaking of tricksters, the Chiefs go on the road to take on the Texans. Never know what the Chiefs are going to do either, but the 14 point favorites, they never covered. They never covered. Ever. But can they do it against the one eleven and one hapless Houston Texans? I guess pretty back, pretty tough back to back for Houston, don't you think? They had the Cowboys last week, and now they got the Chiefs. Chiefs are playing a tough schedule too right now. The Broncos yeah. and the Texans back to back, and they got and they got Denver again. Yes, I don't I know so. if it's next week or the week after, but yeah. and they finished with Vegas. <laughs> Another uh, uh, fourteen. 
How many times have we picked double-digit figures on the Chiefs and they don't cover? There is no way they shouldn't cover this. None. There's none. No. Now, Dallas last week was 17. Mm-hmm. That's a little different than 14. Not betting it. No way. Chiefs, though, should cover. Chiefs should cover. Chiefs should win. Texans plus 14. I'm taking the Texans in this game. Give me the points. All right, let's move on. This is the game we've all been waiting for, the Cardinals and the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Barn burner. Uh, Both quarterbacks are out. Not that it would matter either way. They're terrible, both of them anyway. Um, Denver, a three-point favorite here. You got Kyler Murray. Don't know where his knee's at. Russell Wilson doesn't know where he's at. He got a concussion. (laughs) This is going to be amazing. This is going to be the game of the year. Um, Broncos are minus three. I'm going to take Denver in this Me too. Game. Now I'm taking the under. Yeah. 36. Is there two more embarrassing teams? I don't think so. No. There aren't two more boring boringer teams either. They're just boring. Yep. And then here's the Broncos who can't score. They scored 28 last week against the Chiefs, which would have won almost every game they've played this year. Yes. And they give up 34. I think they won every one of their games but one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they scored 28. (laughs) Like I told you, they gave them points. Mahomes gave them points. I know. Back in the game. I know. So, that that game was getting ready to be like 50 to nothing. Yes. (laughs) And all of a sudden it was close. Yeah. It'll be fun. I'll take the Broncos. All right. Patriots and the Raiders. Too much. Another trickster here, the Raiders. What are the Raiders ever going to do week to week? <laughs> Vegas has no idea what's going to happen in Vegas this week. As no. The Raiders and the Patriots are even. I have to take the Patriots on principle, but I, I don't know. <laughs> they might lose. Well, they came through last week on the road and beat Arizona in a game they had to win. Can, can we go on a line and say if they win this game, they're going to make the playoffs? It's possible. Yeah, I think they've got a good shot at it. This is a big this one. They've got to get this one. This is a not a good team. No. They're not very good. They shouldn't be seven and six. Yeah. But they are. Uh, the key is, can they win two in a row way away from home? Because they're not very good. And the Raiders have shown signs that they can play. But I got to take the Patriots, too. It's a mismatch on the sidelines. So, yeah, Patriots. Good to win you have to lean patriots i would take the raiders roster but i'll take the patriots to win the game that's how it is right now oh gosh the tricksters continues who are the titans and who are the chargers my goodness who knows uh chargers are three-point favorites i think the chargers get it done in the spot but this is the type of games where they lose absolutely so what do you think they're they're way better that's not even a question they're way better. It's a must win. That's the kind they lose when it's a must win. Mm-hmm. They got to win this game. Tennessee is playing awful. They're playing bad. Tennessee may win their division and go eight and nine. Have you, you, you realize that? That's possible for them too. Very possible. Yeah. Yes. So they're horrible. Uh, or not horrible, but they're not playing any good. I like the Chargers too, but. I can't. I, I I have a rule. I don't bet the Chargers, so I don't. Last week was the time to bet them because people thought they would lose, and so they played <laughs> great. Now everybody's going to think they're going to win, and they'll probably get beat. 
It'll be an adventure. Speaking of adventures, Tampa Bay, they get to host uh, this week. They they are at home against the Bengals. There's really nobody hotter right now than Cincinnati. Tampa Bay is abysmal, trash, terrible. Cincinnati, three and a half point favorite. What do you think? Easy. Cincinnati. I agree. Nice I agree. It shouldn't be much of a game. It's, they have to win, so they're going to be ready. You go and play Tom Brady, you're ready. The Bucks are awful. Brady has no help. He can't move. You just tee off on him. They can't run the ball. Receivers are into undependable. It's yeah. They I don't they, I don't think they can beat the Bengals. I, just, I think the Bengals are much better. Giants and the Commanders. They're both seven five and one. They played to a tie the first time in New York. New York is just not playing very well. Four and a half point favorites here for the Commanders. I think they get it done at home. But what do you think? Can the Giants uh, pull a little bit of an upset here? I think they win that four and a half. As Dennis says, there's your hook. Yes. That half. That's a little worrisome. Um, last to maybe for the Giants. You know, I, I think they're one of these teams, like you said, that's slipping. Uh, Washington had the week off, I think, last week. So they're rested, ready to roll. It was actually back-to-back games for them. Mm-hmm. I so, think they dominate. Huh? I think they dominate. I think I do. I think they're going to win. Four and a half is a little troublesome, but I'm going to go with them and the points. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's the play for sure. All right, and finally, and this is when they when they thought of Monday Night Football way back in the day. This is what they had in mind: four and nine versus five and eight uh, here in Green Bay. The Baker Mayfield-led Rams, which is still crazy to talk about, going up and, and playing the Packers here. The Packers are a seven-point favorite against these Rams, these magical, mystical Rams. What do you think? Can uh, the Rams do it and win two in a row? Okay, I'm trying to think how, how ESPN is going to play this game up. <laughs> well, I, I think it's easy, actually. It's Aaron Rod, is is he going to play? No, it's Baker Mayfield. That's the story. Right. They are going to, because because of what happened last week, they've got something to run with. Yeah. And the way it happened, I think people will be interested to actually see if he could play well again. Have you ever thought that maybe, I mean, it's way too soon to be saying this, but him and Kyle Shanahan might be a, not Kyle Shanahan. What is the guy's name? I can't think of his name. (laughs) Now I get him mixed up. McVeigh, that's his name, isn't it? Yeah. Sean McVeigh, is that right? Sure. <laughs> it is, isn't it? They don't look a thing alike, but I get them all mixed up all the time. You ever think maybe these guys could mesh? Maybe they might, you know, they could revive Baker's career, maybe. I they seem to have good personalities together. Seems like they I think Baker has never really had a very good coach, an offensive coach. Yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know that it's going to be the solution to all the problems, but no. I, I do think it's going to help. Uh, you know, let's look at what's I, – I like Stefanski at uh, Cleveland. I think he's good. But the quarterbacks really haven't sh- haven't shown much this year. You know, I, I, think, I think he's more of a running uh, type of offensive coordinator and offensive play caller. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think yeah. now you, you flip it and you go, well, he didn't do anything in Carolina. And it's true. So true. But that coach got fired too. So, well, and also 
in the first uh, three and a half quarters, he didn't do anything the other night either. Okay, but now, <laughs> let's be clear. He had two days. I didn't I, even think he was going to play. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Rams, Packers, seven. L.A. plus seven. I'm with the, I'm with you. I like L.A. plus the seven points in this spot. Is Rodgers going to play? I, who knows? Even if he does, who cares? Well, if he doesn't play, the Rams might win. I think the Rams will win. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Rodgers will be in, out there. Uh, yeah, I I like the Rams plus the points. I mean, Green Bay could win, and and, and again, I I'm not. I don't think Baker Mayfield's not a great quarterback. <laughs> don't get me wrong. No. But I do think you know they at least the Rams showed a little life, and I don't. I haven't seen Green Bay show much life all year. So I'll take I just the don't know. I don't get why Green Bay would play him. At this it's, point, I don't either. I guess they're five and eight. I guess they're not mathematically eliminated yet. Yeah. They play in a horrible division. Maybe they feel like nine and eight could get them in. I don't know. That's that's maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe. Um well, we can rapid fire these puppies. Well, we're not going to talk about all of them. Oh, uh, okay. This you here's the deal. I I brought up the bowl games now. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, and the problem is you can't bet these bowl. Like I'm not going to sit here and make picks for these bowls. You need to wait until about ten minutes before they kick off to bet any of this because with all the opt outs that are happening and, and all the transfer port and all this shit, you don't know who's going to be on the field until you get to the game, and and you need to follow like the guys that cover these teams and they'll tweet out who's not in the game and or who's not on the field for warmups like a game like UTSA versus Troy that that should be a pretty good game Friday afternoon but I I don't know yeah I'm going to throw this opinion out there okay with these lesser bowls like this mm-hmm. I think maybe more of those guys are going to play I hope that kind of my thinking on it yeah that maybe you'll see more of your players here because these teams aren't great anyway. I mean, I'm sure there's some that are opting out. It's when you get down to the to the bigger ones, the the, the like the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, those. Yeah. Uh, those are the ones where you got to really watch. Yeah. So the way I did it, and I'm getting ready to fill out one for you, uh, ESPN, just for fun. Yeah. And it is nuts. I don't even know why I waste my time. I can't do it anyway. But even if you do know who's playing, you don't know what attitudes they have. But you're absolutely right. That Texas San Antonio Troy game ought to be good because those two teams both played well. I agree. Yeah, that's the marquee game on Friday on Friday. If you that's when it opens up, by the way, Friday, December 16th. So that'll be a good game. And then Saturday, I mean a game like Cincinnati Louisville, it should be a crazy game because yeah. Cincinnati's coach is gone. Louisville's yeah. coach is at Cincinnati. But with all the different stuff that's happening, I'm not Sure, what's going to happen in that game? I can't take Louisville. I don't think, but I don't think so either. But I, how many guys in Cincinnati are going to play? I don't know. I know. I know. Um, you know, Florida, Oregon State, uh, Washington State, Fresno, and then Rice, Southern Miss, SMU, BYU. That should be a really fun game. Yeah, that'll be a good game. And uh, North Texas, Boise. That's your games for this weekend. How about how about North Texas firing their coach? And they were in the. Conference championship game, and now they're in a bowl game. I think second or third year in a row they've been in a bowl game. Just, what do they want at North Texas? I, 
I'm gonna get I'm I'm gonna get raked for this and made fun of for this. If I could take Seth Luttrell, who was the former head coach at North Texas or the head coach at Oklahoma currently, I would take Seth Luttrell. Well, I I, I don't see anything real wrong with that because Seth Luttrell did a tremendous job at North Texas. Yeah. You look at what Seth Luttrell has to recruit against. Yeah. Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech. The list goes, and there's hundreds of other teams saying, that recruit Texas. That's not to mention teams like Houston and SMU and, you know. And Ohio State and well, Alabama. They and, are, as far as a Division One school in that state, one yeah. of the lowest. They are the lowest. Yeah, they are. There's nobody any lower. Well, Rice. But that's arguing whether they're Division One or not. Right. I mean, they are, but yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, well, you got UTEP. So they're above a couple. Now, uh, they're below Texas San Antonio. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, and, and to have winning seasons like he has, and they've been very competitive. Yes. And to fire him, what do they want? I hope he gets on at OU as some kind of an offensive assistant of some kind because the guy is very their, their offenses are always good yeah so the the ties to OU he was the fullback from uh, 97 to 2000 I think uh, I think 2000 was his senior year when they won the national championship but yeah Seth Luttrell was the fullback yeah. on those teams and honestly when the OU coaching job got open and I'm not saying I thought he would get it but I thought that's somebody that should get an interview Seth yeah. Luttrell yeah um, but, he is yeah. an Oklahoma boy too. You know, he's he from, needs to come back to Oklahoma. Yeah, he's either from Tulsa or Oklahoma City. I think I'm not I'm not 100 sure, but I think it's Tulsa. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, he does, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't land on the Oklahoma State staff and, or the Oklahoma one. I'll say that even if I that, but the statement about he's probably better than our head coach is probably wrong. It's probably not the right thing to say. If he wanted to come be the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma and call the plays, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd take you in a heartbeat. Yeah, their offenses at North Texas are pretty good. I was shocked when I saw they fired him. I am not sold on our offensive staff at all. No. So, mm. uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a terrible, terrible situation. I can't believe they fired him. No. Yeah. It could be the best thing that ever happened to him, though, because that's a dead-end place. It really is. Yeah. It really is. That's a no. tough job. All right, that's it. That's all we've got for today. But do you have a question or two to end the show for us? I do. Okay. All right. You know I would do that. Yes. All right, here's the easy one. What does your perfect day look like? Uh, ooh. That can be in some place, you know, not just at home. Just a perfect your idea of a perfect day. You know, my birthday this year, I think, was the perfect day. And that was, I can't remember. We Oh, you went to Blues. Blues Heather day. and I went to St. Louis, and we went the night before. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday, or, or not, usually it is Saturday, but it was Thursday this year. Uh, woke up, and we just messed around, and we went and ate, and we messed around some more, and we went to a hockey game, and we came home. Perfect. Every day it was like that, that'd be perfect. Yeah. In other words, doing what you like to do. Yeah. I, I 
I mean, and we we had really, really the best seats I've ever had for a game. And yeah, that was, you know, those early season hockey games, you can sit down there for not a ton of money. And so we were able to do that. And we had a great seat and ate, ate good food and ate, you know, it was perfect. That was a perfect day. Well, my perfect day is at the beach. Yeah. Get up about 10, you head to the pool and you lay around the pool till noon. And you go eat a snack, and then you head to the beach for the afternoon. And the only decision you have to make the entire day is where you're going to eat at night. That is my perfect day. And I and we do this every summer. And about nine days out of 365, I have a perfect day when that's nine more than a lot of people have. So that's my perfect day. I would say a close second, and Dennis brought track, any track. Saratoga Saturdays are about as perfect as you can get. And oh, Jesse, there you go. And I, we met Jesse at a Saratoga Saturday, and uh, those are perfect. But the reason why it's not the same as for me personally as like the hockey game is, I am extremely busy during those Saratoga during yeah. that Saratoga meet. So I have a lot of I have to get up very early and do a lot of work yeah. before we get to the track. Now. Once we get there, that's perfect. But there's a lot that goes into the website during that time of year. Where if we're at a Thursday in November in St. Louis, I got about an hour of work to do in the morning, and then we can do whatever we want. So that's, yeah. but yeah, a a Saturday at Saratoga, it does not get much better than that. Right. Without any. But doubt. I think what you're saying is you can't really relax and enjoy it. Correct. I can yeah. once we get there. Once we get there and we get past about the third race and everybody's taken care of with their products and. Then I can kind of relax, but that I, I'm pretty, you know, I have to be in work mode until we get to that third or fourth race. Right. Yeah. I, I I would think you know, you're getting ready to go uh, to Colorado uh, after Christmas, right? For mm-hmm. hopefully you can go out there yeah. and most of the day relax. Yep. Yep. You have to use your resources like me and some of the other guys on the staff yeah. to yeah. help you. Where you can go out and have four days or five or however long you're out there and unwind because the shit's going to hit the fan when you get back. It's true, yes. Racing is starting to, you know. Yeah. So, okay. All right, that was a good question. All right, here's the next one. If the house is on fire and you've got all, all the people are out, all the pets are out, all the money is out, yeah. you've got time to dash in there one more time. What are you going to get? You're looking at it, this computer right here. I knew you, I, I figured you'd say that. I guess you're not looking at it. I'm looking at it. This computer yeah. right here. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think. I'm a tropical fish guy. I guess they're pets, though. They're pets. Yeah. That'll yeah. Count. yeah. Everything you know, living is out of the house. I might come in here in the OU room and grab some pictures and stuff down. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, family pictures, you want to get them out, too. But yeah. uh, don't have a whole lot of those. Uh, as far as I probably would go out the door with my laptop, so I probably would have that with me. I definitely think I could see it happening. Heather would grab the dog, and I would grab the cat. That would be first, without any. Yeah, you got to get the you got to get the pets out. Got to get the pets out first. We would no we, doubt. We would definitely go straight to them immediately. Yeah, no question. I would. Yeah. Get, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, one more. Okay. This is kind of a dumb one. Have you ever loved what you were working on so hard that you lost track of time? 
Uh, yeah, I think that happens a lot. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I'll be working on something. The next thing I know, two hours have gone by. I did that today. I was working on my top. Uh, I, I draft my last draft pick is forty one, so I I ranked the top forty one two year olds, and I that yeah. took that would I take, thought it'd take thirty minutes, and it took like two hours because I just kept looking up on Equibase all these different horses. So yeah. I don't do it as much anymore because the longer I sit, the stiffer I get. And I got <laughs> yeah. so I don't sit too long in one place anymore. That's really like once I started helping you guys and coming a part of this uh, stuff, and, which is fantastic. I sit more than I used yeah. to. And man, I'm, my back gets to hurt me. So I'm getting used to I'm, it. Doesn't hurt me as much as it did. one more thing. Okay. I don't know if I can even answer this one. Is there an ice cream flavor that you think should never exist? Ooh. Can you think of a just a an ice cream cone that you've had that was just pathetic? Because I can't think of one. I've never yeah, ordered one that I hated. Um, I th I just thought of one. Go ahead. Pistachio. Yeah, I was to say some of the weird ones. Like, yeah, why uh, have that? Some people like it though. Honestly, I think I think mint chocolate chip. And I know a lot of people love it. I mm -hmm. I don't I don't like that. It's a little too much for me. I can eat a bite of it. A couple yes, of exactly, exactly. I can't, I can't do the whole cone. I I when you eat one bite of it, it's like that's not bad. You eat another one, it's like okay, that's okay. It's like, that's and then the third one's like I don't want to eat mints, right? Like, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, too much. Yeah, and I'm a pretty. Uh, <sighs> What's the word? I'm, I don't. I don't get too elaborate with ice cream. No, but I don't. I don't get too crazy flavored. I just. I don't. What? I guess Dennis likes mint chocolate chip. So we'll have to. What's that, Sandy? I, mean, I guess he likes. Uh, Dennis likes mint chocolate chip. Said I made the the bad list. Yeah. 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 Um, Sandy just came up with a Christmas one, so I'm going to save that for next week. I'm going to write that down right now. All right, come up with a Christmas one. All right, well, we're going to get out of here. Here's the deal, though. Uh, just a little plug, because Michael said it. Having a meltdown with another workout today that was very impressive, in his opinion. Um, he thinks the horse just might be it. Uh, find out tomorrow at 7 p.m. Central Time on Blinkers Off where having a meltdown gets drafted in our Fantasy League draft. Um Breaking news. Well, it happened yesterday. It hasn't been announced to the public though yet. Uh, I have traded my first round draft pick. Oh my I no God. I have the number one pick in the draft. I have moved down to number four. Oh, I'm good. I'm telling you, this is big time. Yes. I I've got to find out why did you do that? Why did I draft? Uh, why did I move? Acquire some other picks? Yes. So here's what happened. Let me break this down. <laughs> um, me and uh, Paul made a made a trade. So here's what happened. Uh, Paul got my first, third, and fourth round pick, but I got his first, second, and third round pick. So I now have four of the top 24 draft picks on the board. Whoa. And I only had to move down to number four to get it. So... Uh, you know, I did have to give up the number one pick, but I moved down to number four only. And I think there are four horses that are real toss-ups to yeah. uh, these top four. I've got a, I've got a defined top four, but I think they're kind of toss-up. I'll just take what's left over there at that four spot. Let the other oh. three make those decisions. In NFL terms, 
you don't think there's a clear number one draft choice. Correct. Correct. So I was able to pick up an extra second round pick. Uh, and, and like I said, four out of the top 24 picks, I will take it. I'm very happy with that. All right. I, I did not want to move down past four because I think there is a little gap between four and five. All right. Um, I thought about moving down again, and then I would have had five out of the top 24 picks, but I would have had to move down to eight or 10 in the first round. Didn't want to do it, but I thought four was perfect. Like I said, let those guys make those decisions. I'll just take what they what they leave for me, and, and I think I'll be just as happy either way with any of those four. So I feel great about it, and uh, yeah, so tune in Thursday. It's going to be fun. A shrewd general manager move right there. That's right. I, I Wow. Only yep. here do you get this news. We worked at it. We worked at it. We worked at it. Uh, I I originally had a great setup, and I was going to have five of the first 26 picks. It was done, and then uh, a horse got injured that the number one team really wanted. The number one team that was going to trade for me really wanted, and so I got off the table. So then I had to work out a different deal. So <laughs> it worked shit. out. It's been a it's been a long. I, I had another two or three deals on my on my desk that we 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 kind of almost pushed through, but we didn't do it. So <laughs> this is incredible. But anyway, I've got uh, four of the first twenty four. So we take it very serious. It's oh, we're gonna have a blast tomorrow. It'll be fun awesome. for sure. Awesome. But it's also serious. So yes. don't think when you tune in tomorrow, we're all just joking about and being a bunch of idiots because that's who we are, but we take it very serious and that to kind of show you why. I would say most people skip work today to work on this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Fortunately for you, it is your job. So I, oh, thankfully for me, I didn't have to skip work. I just, that was part of my work. So it is the best show of the year. It really, it, it is very entertaining for, for those of you that have never watched it. And I'm sure no one's listening has never watched it. Yeah. Uh, we don't ever have the exact time that this is going to be on, though, right? Well, it's it's a hard time of seven o'clock now since we've got so many people. Okay. Oh, so it is locked in. Yeah, seven o'clock central tomorrow. Seven o'clock yeah. tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. uh, must must watch and listen to podcasts. That's right. Yes, Shoddy will be there. Davey will be there. John White will be there. The whole gang. Evil Steve will be all these people. Is Slim? Slim quit. He is not doing it. He quit two years ago. <laughs> he lost and he had to wear the suit. And so he won't. He won't oh, that's it. right. So he's out. Okay. Yeah. He was too embarrassed. That's all yeah. I'm used. But uh, who, who am I missing? Paul will be there. Of course, Magic will be there. And Samich, Jared. All, now, all do Magic and Mike have their uh, uh, their team or they have separate? No, they, they are a team. They They're are a Magic Mike team. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he's got some more videos prepared for us. Did you so. say uh, Kelby's on? Yes, Kelby and Evil Stevel are a team this year. Oh Lord! <laughs> yeah. That'll be, oh, I got. I've got. I got to make sure I'm. I'm around. I am very uh, excited to see how those two function as a team. I think it'll be good, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, Kelby and Evil have the number two pick in the draft. Two so, great guys. Yeah. Two great guys. Yeah. Can't beat them. Did you watch Magic's thing? Dennis is asking. Did you watch his video? I did not. Oh my god! What's it on? Uh, it would have been Blinkers off last week. Blinkers off last week. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll watch that tonight. 
All right. Speaking of tonight, we're out of here. We're going to get going. We got a lot going on. Um, all right. We're going to get out, guys. We'll be back uh, Monday next week to kind of recap everything and uh, we'll see how it goes. But tune in tomorrow. Fantasy draft. Blinkers off. See you guys. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit.